Wilderness of Waves Land Ho, August 26th, 2019 I am standing on sand in Hawaii. I don't even know how I sailed across the Pacific all on my own. It feels like I fell asleep, dreamt the voyage, and woke up on another shore. It's all so surreal. My last day and night at sea were the roughest. This is what it looked like. 9 a.m. I am sailing through squall after squall after squall, and it's dark and cold and life is confusing, and there are sea dragons everywhere. Every time I slay one, seven more are born in its wake, and there is a phantom voice that keeps whistling, and my depth sounder alarm keeps going off. Beep, 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 beep. Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. The breeze is blowing real good in the high 20s, and there are waves, waves, so many waves. They are disturbed, angry, towering over me, some twice as tall as the boat. Waves are landing in the cockpit, in the cabin, in my face. Salt is everywhere. I am drenched. I keep changing clothes. They keep getting wet. Why am I even wearing clothes? Wait, the boat just stopped. A wave has knocked the sail off my self-steering wind vane and left me caught in the trough, motionless with a monster of water coming at me. I get the boat moving again. It stops again. I have too much sail up. The boat isn't balanced. I go up to the mast and throw a reef in the main. I'm almost back to the cockpit when a mean wave knocks half of my body overboard. I'm dangling over the water, holding on to a piece of the boat by one hand, and the whistling keeps whistling, and the depth alarm keeps alarming, and the dragons keep dragoning. I'm fighting the elements, fighting myself, fighting the voices that are becoming more real with each day that drags on. I want off this boat. I debate letting my hand go, letting the waves devour me, melting into sea, piling into salt, calling it fate. Something snaps inside my head. I pull myself back on board. It's 3 p.m. Mayday, mayday, mayday. I want off this roller coaster ride. I want to get towed the rest of the way to Hawaii. I'm 50 nautical miles from shore. That's within tow range, but they won't tow me because of the squalls and because the wind is above 20 knots. Without the tow, I won't make it to Waikiki before sunset, and I can't enter the harbor at night. Some part of me is praying that Juniper will sink so I can get into the life raft and someone will be forced to rescue me. Then some other part of me is screaming, Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And apologizing to God for whatever crevice those chicken-headed thoughts crept out of. At the height of my freakout, I call my mom, who knows nothing about the sea or sailing. She says I can either keep sailing or the Coast Guard can send a helicopter to rescue me, but I'd have to leave my boat behind. What? I'm not ditching Juniper. I try to slow her down so I can arrive to Waikiki by morning. I put the second reef in and furl all but a smidge of the jib. Juniper is still moving at eight knots. I hove to and hate it. It's a maneuver to stop the boat, and it's supposed to be calming when the sea is not calm, but the feeling of not moving frazzles me. 
I decide to just keep sailing and driving around until daybreak, making circles into the night. 7 p.m. The sunset is bold. The sky is filled with desert landscapes, plateaus, cactuses, horses wandering without riders. Night falls into its spacescape. The moon winks at me. Juniper is heading up the northeastern side of Oahu towards Chinaman's Hat and Crouching Lion. I set an alarm for 3 a.m. so I can turn the boat around. I make some food, barely eat it, and sit down to read a book. But my headlamp gets possessed. It starts flashing all wild, then turns its white light to red. I can't get the light to turn back to white. I turn it off and put on my other headlamp, but it does the exact same thing. Damn the ghost. Damn this haunted boat. I close my eyes. I sleep. I am awakened by a male voice saying, Help! I need help! Please! It's loud and desperate and close. I go on deck, look around. There is nobody, nothing, darkness. I hear the voice again. Where are you, voice? I am here. I can help you. Can you help me? I fall back asleep. My alarm goes off. I see the lights of other boats waiting offshore like me. I turn Juniper back towards Waikiki. Lightning streaks the sky. A wave crashes into the cockpit, across my body, and down into the cabin, the crest of it glowing green. Turning the boat back puts me on a close haul with the trade winds spitting in my face. I'm an idiot for sailing so far downwind past Waikiki. Such a freaking idiot. Juniper is moving slow, two knots, and I can't get her to tack. I need speed. Every boat is different, but at this point of sail in these conditions, Juniper wants her sails centered. She needs her mainsail, staysail, and only a smidge of jib. In the coal black of night, I tether to the jack lines and crawl like a dog to the bow. Heartbeat, I hoist the staysail. Breathe, I shake the second reef from the main. Heartbeat, I can't see my hands. Breathe, I am a dead leaf jittering on a dying tree. Heartbeat, I dog my way back to the cockpit. Juniper is moving now at 4.5 to 5 knots and she is healed way over. The ride is a pounding into and up and over waves. Boom, bash, bang. Spray is flying across the bow. I get a message from my friend Tim. He's a pro surfer and sailor that I know from San Diego, and he has flown to Hawaii to greet me. His message comes in way too late. It says, The tracker shows you're going very fast to the wrong side of Oahu, north. Get on a port tack and go south. It's tough to go upwind in the trades. Tell me about it. 6 a.m. as the sun rises, Juniper turns the spray into prisms. I'm headed for Cocoa Head. I can see it, but it's still five hours away from me. There is rain in the sky's gut, but there is a rainbow too. The sea is spitting like it's got a mouth full of chewing tobacco. Pluto flies over me. Pluto, my love. I hear helicopters buzzing. After three weeks of pure ocean, the helicopters land hard on my ears. I go inside the boat to get away from them. Just below my companionway steps, there is a river of ocean flowing onto the cabin floor from somewhere aft of the engine. Where is it coming from? Am I sinking? 
Who the hell cares? I am almost to shore. I look in the mirror. I look like a feral cat, a wild woman in rags covered in salt with hairy legs, bruised limbs, and mangled hair. I want to look clean, but there is no time for a cockpit shower, so it comes down to clothes. What will I wear for the people of land? I try on this and that and pony in front of the mirror and I'm annoyed with myself. Why do I care about this? The fish and the waves don't care what I wear. A person's clothes don't matter. Only the purity of their heart matters. Who cares that I have only showered twice in 23 days? Who cares that I stink? Who cares that I'm not fit for the fashion of land? Who cares that I don't match and my hair isn't brushed and that my shell is far from beautiful? I have just braved the ocean, stared into my soul, and shook the hand of God. In the end, I put on a loose purple tank dress that I've had for ten years, and I'm feeling free of my clothing anxiety when a wave comes on board and drenches me. See, clothing doesn't matter. What matters? Survival matters. This moment right now matters. 2 p.m., I sail past Cocoa Head and Diamond Head in my purple wet dress. The day is shining yellow and blue, and there are no waves. I make it to Waikiki. On the final jibe of my journey, I hear a noise and see two circular discs fly off of the boat and into the water. I look up. My radar reflector is broken and dangling off of my backstay. Another thing to mend. At least it stayed with me until the end. I call for a towboat to drag me into the Alawai Harbor. They say that it will be a while. I do slow loops and wait and wait and wait and wait. Two men pull up to me on a boat and shout, Are you okay? I say, Yeah, I just sailed here by myself from California. My engine doesn't work. I'm waiting on a tow. They point towards Diamond Head and say, You can always go anchor over there while you wait. I smile and I don't dare tell them that I don't really know how to anchor my boat. I learned how to use my mechanical windlass just before I left, but I don't trust myself to do it now. 5 p.m. The tow guy arrives with his eight-year-old son. They are on a small speedboat and there's a lot of fumbling to get my boat connected to theirs. Turns out he isn't actually the tow guy, just a friend of the tow guy, and he has never towed anybody before. I feel cursed. The Alawai Harbor has a narrow entry channel surrounded by reefs on both sides. As the fake tow man motors Juniper towards the reef, I shout, Remember, I need six feet of water beneath my keel. But I don't think the man can hear me. Surfers are riding steep waves off of starboard, and people are walking along the break wall to port, their bodies melding with palm trees silhouetted by sun. I pass the old fuel dock and see twenty cruising boats all decked out for a voyage, water jugs, wind vanes, solar panels, each of them waving a yellow flag with a smiley face on it. I want to be towed into that world of pirate smiles. The fake tow guy about knocks me into some swell-looking boats and some random guy on a dinghy fends me off of them. Somehow I make it to the Waikiki Yacht Club dock. My mom and Tim are on the dock waiting for me. It's awesome to see their faces. We secure my lines and I step off the boat and into a Jimmy Buffett song. 
I eat a large veggie burger, french fries, and drink two margaritas. I feel like I'm on some strange drug. There is a chaotic pulsing rhythm that surrounds me. I am dizzy. I find my mind wandering up to the clouds and I keep having to bring it back to earth. I miss whole pieces of conversations. It's like my head is still at sea. I hear an ambulance siren go by. I scream and almost knock down the table. Everybody laughs. The sounds humans have created is so jolting. News is upsetting too. The lungs of earth are on fire. Life on land is too much to absorb all at once. I wish that it could reveal itself slowly to me in small doses until I feel ready to jump all the way in. But here I am, submerged by land, sink or swim.